0: Grape,
1: welcome back uh you return listener uh we got a very loyal fan base uh, thanks for being part of it i'm joe
0: i'm jen
1: and this is our weekly discussion podcast where we uh you know sometimes we're really not wanting to get into the news because it sucks but we still do it we're here for you because you want it oh uh, yeah so we're here once again um ready to go after things uh jen what's what's going on let's break it open with what's new living loving laughing
0: yeah um yeah i was trying to think of something it is seems to be orb weaver season and i'm seeing a lot of orb weavers out there Mm -hmm. i always like to dive into some insect talk i'm your pest control professional dj jen (laughs) um yeah, this seems to be the time of year where they're getting they're mature and they're they're ready to complete their life cycle, um, have those babies, and then die. Um, yeah. Before you know, it gets real cold out. Winter comes.
1: Circle of life.
0: So I'm seeing a lot of argiope's, uh, the uh, golden orb weaver that we have out here. Some people refer to them as banana spiders. I'm not sure why. Um,
1: I think it's because they, uh, just because the look of them, huh?
0: They look scary to people uh, who are afraid of spiders. They are They're
1: uh, vaguely banana-like,
0: non-venomous spider bros um, that that uh, make make big web big webs in sunny areas. They mm-hmm. will never come in your house. They will not come in your garage. They want to be outside. They're catching flies and mosquitoes. Yeah, we don't want to hurt these guys. If you don't want them uh, uh, right over your door, if they've happened to, to be there, um, just take their web down, and uh, they'll get the hint. They'll move on. Yeah. And um, also got the um, hence, Hents' spiders, or something in that family of Arrhenius, seeing a lot of those. Um, We've got one living on our uh, window next to the back door, because after I walked through its web, uh, face face first, face full of spider, it took the hint and moved to the window.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It took the hint. It said, I clearly can't trust this one to watch where they're going.
0: I watched a mud dauber attack it uh, a few weeks ago, and I was kind of worried about it, mm-hmm. but um, it seems to have survived the mud dauber. Uh, when they get attacked or startled, they, they drop down like uh, uh, little hands, Yeah. <laughs> just just legs akimbo. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you see these guys, these are also spider bros. Let them be. Oh, yeah, they make their webs uh, at night, and then they consume them. In the morning, yeah. so you don't have to worry about those unsightly webs. They are going to eat those webs right up, uh, right up, <laughs> and uh, get ready to uh, to make them again. Yeah, the following day, mm-hmm. the following evening, they are uh, nocturnal
1: creatures. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that people don't think about when they wish they had spider powers uh, is you got to you got to eat all that web. Yeah, yeah, you can't just leave it around. That's kind of, you know, Spider-Man,
0: he seems to have more the powers of like a jumping spider because he's very agile and he's got heightened senses.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Most of those don't spin webs, right? They do not.
0: Yeah. Uh, so he needed help with that mm-hmm. uh, secondary technology. So now he has the powers of a jumping spider and an orb weaver.
1: Yeah. So there you go. Uh, Spider-Man explained. Um, well, for me this week, you know... I want to say right now, uh, I think m- my favorite thing is just, uh, you and your new clothes, your new look.
2: Oh, thank you. Uh,
1: can't really share dude, that on dude, the audio kinds. medium. Two kinds. Uh, but yeah, um, this week has been kind of whatever for me. I don't know. I was playing some Gravity Rush Remastered. That's cool. Mm. I recommend it. It's fun. I don't know. Yeah. There's my, there's my game moment, uh, actually we did get a vr system we
0: have a new toy yeah
1: i went ahead and sprung for that but uh you know we're just kind of like taking some early shots out of paper beast uh really great looking game beautiful yeah um i'm not i'm not gonna tell you rush out and get one uh you know if you want to go for it it's fun um
0: apparently not for kids under 12
1: that's what they say i think that might be because of uh the, the potential for epilepsy is like latent
0: mm. and... Yeah. Okay. That doesn't surprise me because it's 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 a little bit of sensory overload and I can mm-hmm. imagine it mm-hmm. might be a bit much for a developing uh, mind. Right. Not to mention the eye strain, um, yeah, disorientation. Yeah, yeah. Um, a child might not really have the wherewithal to know when to remove that headset or easily be able... Also, the headsets aren't designed for for tiny little childhoods. Yeah.
1: They're kind of heavy. Mm. can't put it on a weak little neck no yeah
0: but for grown-ups yeah it's a great toy
1: yeah yeah that's pretty much it for me this week uh not liking living in texas this week it's stuff season so it's been loud and everybody's wearing camo shirts and talking about how great texas is oh yeah yeah texas real fucking winner this week
0: i think we're all proud to be texans
1: Mm. um well, before we get into all that, I actually want to do something, and uh, we maybe have had the opportunity to do this before, but we never had. I want to go ahead and uh, throw out some corrections.
0: Oh, did we fuck shit up?
1: Well, there did is we a thing. Up? There is a thing. Last week, whenever we had mentioned uh, the hurricane that was heading into Louisiana was making uh, uh, landfall, uh,
0: I mistakenly referred to it as Ira.
1: Mm-hmm. This was Hurricane Ida, um, which uh, we'll maybe talk about a little bit more. It hit louisiana and traveled kept on going. overland all the way to motherfucking new york city mm-hmm. uh yeah um so that one's that one's been really hard for a lot of people we'll talk a little bit more about that a little later uh another correction i believe it was last week uh i had brought up the potential for uh, roving ska bands in the apocalypse future mm-hmm. and uh something that i failed to mention that i should have uh it was i should have said imagine that scene from fury road but it's a ska band.
0: Did you not say that? I
1: didn't say that. Oh. I, I said that later when we were re when we were listening to the completed episode.
0: Yeah, that is a correction that needed to be made. Yeah, I
1: need to amend <laughs> that. So imagine that joke being made last week. <laughs> um,
0: God, Fury Road. Yeah. How good is that?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking somebody surely did make a gif of that scene, but just kind of overlaid some ska. I mean, some like, <laughs> you know, uh, Mighty Mighty Boston's or whatever. If it. not,
0: make it happen, guys. Make it happen.
1: It's on you now.
0: We've done all we can.
2: Mm-hmm. I'd like to come around and love you from above. Thinkably, avoidably, and love you'll see I think it's alright to keep writing When you're silent, think your silence is inviting, would quit enticing and igniting me I know you didn't ask, but I've got Criticism, I just can't help Am my clever? I think that you and me were meant to be Yes, you and me, please answer me Oh, can't you see that we should be together? Just continue on, you see I think that you and me be by and by forever Am I a creep? of my eccentric? and my clever? I think that you and me were meant to be Cause nobody can see you like I see you Oh baby, won't you please answer me, girl? Um,
0: yeah, we are going to be uh d- Diving into our uh Dystopic spec fic That we've been promising you for several episodes
1: mm-hmm. We're compiling information it's uh it's work
0: yeah i don't know if we're even feeling it today because i feel like we're already living in a cautionary tale Mm -hmm. so um yeah i don't know if we want to talk about new york and let that lead into water world uh, if we want (laughs) to talk about um the new abortion ban
1: um and that leading into handmaid's tale yeah yeah
0: yeah, I'm, I have no doubt that there are handmaids uh, downtown at the Capitol right now.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, holding signs. Um, I'm sure there are protests occurring, um, in spite of the fact that anybody um, is now potentially subject to lawsuits.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and these are the very, these activists are the very people that this law is targeting very forcefully.
1: Yeah. So to go ahead and get into that, uh, one of the things that's uh, been happening is a lot of these, uh, a lot of the activists and a lot of the people against this have been uh, spamming those those websites uh, where you're supposed to turn in your leads. The
0: snitch, the snitch websites. Yeah. Um.
1: Which some people, um, some people have put out there. Exactly where you would go on the internet to find certain resources like random email generators and right. uh, random name and address generators and also bots where you can just make a bot that would continuously spam this, uh, you know, uh, snitch site. Uh,
0: yeah. Best, yeah, best if you don't make it so outrageous that it can be dismissed uh, yeah. with... You know uh, any type of filter that filters out? I don't know Shrek memes,
1: right? Uh, or a whole lot of Star Trek references. Star I've Trek references. Yeah.
0: Um, better if it's plausible enough uh, to to be um, a huge time waste.
1: Yeah, but also to know that you are not like uh, accidentally, act- you know, targeting a, an incidental right. person. You know, right. that's that's the really rough part about it. Yeah. Well, uh, further on that, I don't know if you'd seen the uh, like letter that Lyft had sent out. Uh, I think just like kind of a statement or whatever, um, but Lyft had said that uh, they are making a legal defense fund uh, just in case anybody tries to come after their drivers because the drivers are, are also people who can be targeted by this. You're you're not necessarily targeting women who are trying to obtain uh, abortions. You're you're going after people who would give them a ride or let them know about the services and. Basically, you know, uh, I guess what you would call uh, enablers or assistance people, assisters. So Lyft is making a legal defense fund because they're like, yeah, we're still going to, you know, provide all of this. And also there's confidentiality um, with all of our drivers. Uh, They're not here to share any information about who you are and what you're doing. and. what our services to you are for. Yeah.
0: I guess even giving someone for money a ride mm -hmm. to an abortion clinic.
1: Yeah. That is something you can now get sued for under this law.
0: Yeah. It's, it's completely unprecedented. And for, uh, for those of you that haven't been following the news all that closely, uh, you know, you might be wondering, and we talked about this, you know, uh, in the lead up to this uh, Mm -hmm. eventuality, um, how Texas can um, subvert, the Constitution and the constitutionally, uh, uh, lawfully guaranteed right for women to mm-hmm. uh, obtain abortion access—they um, just avoid it altogether.
1: They don't put it on the on the legal system. They put it on uh, the civilians, the,
0: the citizenry. Yeah. Um, every citizen is uh, now deputized, um, and they. <sighs> is the bounty on uh, pregnant women seeking abortions and those that would uh, allow them to have that um, reproductive freedom. $10,000 is a life-changing amount of money. So I think we can bet among the snitches, not just uh, anti-choice people, but um, yeah, anybody for whom $10,000 could be a life-changing amount of money, as it is for most of us.
1: Right. And that's that's the really disgusting part is that that is – that money comes from taxes given it's like there's, there's some amount of like, maybe uh, I doubt that this is coming from any federal assistance money or anything. This is uh, state revenue, which is typically done through taxes. Yeah. Well, it's, it's what's and awarded so in a lawsuit of,
0: in addition to the defendant also has to pay the accusers legal fees.
1: Right. Yeah. So yeah, uh, this, This capitalizing and privatization, (laughs) like further, further privatization of uh, the the judicial system is fucking obscene. Um,
0: Things are about to get real weird. And the
1: fact that it is coming from this theocratic place is, uh, yeah, alarming. And Consider that also something else that just went into effect the other day is that now there is like essentially full open carry with no license uh, or anything required in, in the entire state. I'm getting kind of fucking tired of Texas because of because of all this you know with I, I feel like just Greg Abbott really like just going for gold insofar as what uh, the base and uh, the fucking remnants of the Trump party want uh, Trump supporters he's he's on the 2024 election and so he's really like digging deep on that authoritarianism
0: Put the bastards out. So it's been mentioned that this has precedent in the Fugitive, fugitive Slave Act, uh, which I did want to bring up. Oh, right. Because, uh, I was looking at a Reddit conversation before they had taken all that stuff down and put it in like a mega thread. Yeah, someone had posted, hey, well, some, some well-meaning person who's in Chicago, which is pretty far to go, uh, had posted – um, that they have a quote vacation home available as a safe house for anybody that needs to get to Illinois in order to uh, obtain these services. Um, somebody else had posted under that um, I, I'm not in need of a vacation myself, but um, I love road trips and I'd be willing to drive anybody. Right. Um, some, I guess understandably salty Redditor had said, you know, hey, could we not? couch our fucking language it's an abortion can just fucking say it don't let them drive that word out of your mouth
1: right yeah
0: and somebody's saying well i'm, I'm sorry i was just trying you know y'all know know what i meant i wasn't trying to be <laughs> offensive yeah but uh
1: it, I, i'm
0: also not trying to get sued and so that that Good point
1: a solid point made, yeah
0: that made me wonder can out of state people be also uh, uh Dragged into the Texas legal system,
1: I would imagine so.
0: Apparently, and it's a little ambiguous as to how they're they're actually going to make this happen. But the way the law is written, the answer is yes. And um, so, what I was saying um, in it's uh, sort of legal precedent in the Fugitive Slave Act <clears throat> that is something, even if a slave has escaped to um, a free state, mm-hmm. the citizenry is deputized to stalk them track them down um and and drag them back uh to uh their former owner and so this is something that yeah it definitely crosses state lines um if you um if you want to be a snitch in texas you can also snitch on people in chicago who have helped someone to obtain an abortion yeah Um, So, yeah, we probably should be couching our language in this situation, unfortunately.
1: I could understand it, yeah.
0: Um, But for those that – I mean, there are organizations that are going to be heavily targeted and uh, sued out of existence uh, if they have their way. Obviously, Planned Parenthood, um, Avow, the Bridge Collective, Plan C Pills uh, Mm -hmm. is an organization that helps people to get um, abortion pills in the mail. Um,
1: You know, I – want to just go ahead and say legal.
0: this is not legal already in yeah. texas but
1: Lyft. in addition to the statement that they made about their legal defense fund is also donating a million dollars to planned parenthood mm-hmm. like so yeah they're they're picking their side on that so that's cool
0: uh, i've got west fund frontera Fund, uh, stigma relief fund lilith fund fund texas choice um, all organizations that help mm-hmm. provide rides, uh, help help people to get abortion access, uh, provide also counseling,
1: Jane's due process,
0: right, uh, yeah. These are all um, Texas-based organizations. Um, the Satanic Church uh, is up to their tricks.
1: I've I've heard that somebody was asking around for a pro bono uh, representation mm-hmm. here in Texas, but I don't know if it's been picked up.
0: What – they are um, – they have filed a lawsuit requesting access to abortion medications, uh, abortion-inducing drugs, I should say, mm-hmm. um, claiming that it's a part of their uh, sacramental ritual, their sacramental uh, abortion rituals, uh-huh. uh, as uh, is protected by the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, Um saying it's sort of akin to a peyote ceremony or something like that in the native american church yeah uh so well, we
1: can we can take a moment to talk about satanist uh here in a minute but we can we can go ahead and commit to like what we're talking about at the moment but i got a few things to say about uh, uh organized satanism actually this week
0: well, they, obviously, they are, they're an atheistic organization that has been trying to use, trying to turn religious freedoms to the benefit of non-religious people, essentially. Right. very They exist to be litigious.
1: No, uh, sure thing. Um, the thing is, so there's... A couple of different... There is uh, the Church of Satan founded by, you know, Anton LaVey back in the day. Mm-hmm. They are more of an actual, like, New Age kind of group mm-hmm. or whatever. And there is The then Satanic Temple. The Satanic Temple. Which is, what,
0: which is what I'm talking about. I probably misspoke. Right.
1: Um, so they're the ones that have, yes, been uh, very litigious. Uh, they made the Baphomet sculpture. They tried to get it on, you know, court grounds and everything else. Which
0: was copied by Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I'm yeah. oh, sorry. Sabrina... Sabrina the Teenage Witch? No.
1: Sabrina... Morning Star. Um, I forget what they call that one. The Chilling, Chilling Adventures, Adventures of, Sabrina. of Sabrina. Yes. So, <laughs> but also I came across something which is uh, I guess this has been out for a year or two, but it's not talked about a whole lot. I guess if you're if you're on that left hand path, you might know that one of the lawyers that was selected for some large pro bono work by them is uh, an alt right guy who seems to be a neo-Nazi sympathizer and stuff like this. And he is the one providing the legal representation for the satanic temple, which has caused some disagreements. Uh, I have written on my piece of paper here, satanic schism. So I don't really know that that's happening, but there is um, some back and forth about how, how people feel about that representation. And some people within the organization are like, no, yeah, we need to be doing this litigious work and this social work. But at the same time, do we really need to be aligned with this guy and his ideals? And uh, the guy was uh, Lucian Greaves or whatever that heads it up. He's basically like, hey, look, freedom of speech and all that good stuff. Also, this is the only pro bono lawyer we can get for oh, this. Uh-huh. You know, so there's yeah, conversation about crypto fascism within uh, the satanic temple. And uh, yeah. yeah, that you know, that makes something that made me be a little bit more trepidatious about just kind of lauding them. I think that they're trying to do some good work, sure. Yeah. Uh, but also, I don't know. They're they're ad, they're admittedly atheists, and so to to try to make the ploy that they're they need these because of sacrament and because of a religious practice, and especially to liken that to something like peyote for native americans if that's something you actually said if...
0: it's it's offensive
1: yeah yeah um <laughs> i think sure. it's i
0: think it's clear that i would maybe rather talk about something ridiculous like the uh satanic temple who, who does do good work because
1: doing the lord's work
0: <sighs> because i don't want to talk about this fucking abortion ban because it mm. makes me so it makes me so angry um yeah, I mean, I guess we have to talk about it, but um, I. But I part of why I wanted to bring up the Satanic uh, Temple is mm-hmm. because this is a religious doctrine, essentially. Yeah. Uh, this is, I mean, they've they've often used language in the past uh, that they. This is all about protecting women. Women mm-hmm. need to be protected. Abortion clinics need to be closed because they're inadequate. They don't have emergency room you know 24-hour emergency room access or or whatever this is about women's health it's not right um and shutting down women's clinics and suing suing anyone that would try to provide uh, care for a woman um who who wants to explore her options is that's not compassionate and it's not helpful not at all it's it's all bullshit it's always been bullshit whatever the fuck they say whatever fucking language that they use to try to justify this uh kind of shit. Um you know, just remember it's all bullshit. It's not a good faith argument. No. It never has been. This is some fucking the theocratic doctrine right here.
2: Yeah. I came to body you fellas. You are my body divided among the lie that You give us a of help us survive. And I know you'd rather you kill us than have us living our bodies. Believing more mother goddess, I gotta ask: Are we too radical for you, bitch ass? Oh, way too heretical for you, snitch ass? Baby, take a sabbatical. You should sit back, cause I will never suppress what is under distress, dress. It's my decision if I will undergo vision. Envision flesh is a prison, a warden is a physician. Insist on making decisions with expert skill and precision. Insist he's driven by me. but everyone knows he isn't. I would rather go missing than not defend my position. You like my body so much, just take my bottom and kiss it. I don't need no pot to piss. But can you do me a solid? I pay the rent here, So listen, no gentrifying my body It's mine
0: if y'all want to dig into you know the recent uh, supreme court uh, failure to yeah. um to shoot down this um ridiculous invasive um utterly unprecedented uh, Texas abortion ban which i would like to point out to anybody who's listening who's not here in Texas with us, um, there's about, according to the Washington Post, about eight other states that are, now that you have this precedent, there's about eight, eight right. other states that are making plans, drawing to up plans follow to suit. follow suit. Yeah, This could be, I mean, this could be finally the end of Roe v. Wade. And, you know.
1: It's going to have to come back up to the Supreme Court. They're going to have to fucking address this. Yeah.
0: Yeah. As of right now, though. Uh, Which fucking five, Because that is a stacked uh, conservative yeah. Supreme Court yeah um yeah uh well more on that uh with some some much smarter women than i am uh people who uh you know have have who are legal scholars um and uh journalists uh um, dahlia lithwick uh from slate um she has a podcast amicus hour where where they have a conversation about this it's a little hard to listen to because it gets pretty emotional it gets kind of heated but um a lot of good information there i would recommend that uh recent episode of amicus to listen to, what else we got? Um, do we want to talk about *Handmaid's Tale*? Um, or should we save that for our upcoming episode <laughs> where we dive into dystopic speculative fiction, cautionary tales for the future?
1: Um, I mean, we could, we could save it to be a little bit more in depth. I just, I, mean, I just
0: reread *The Handmaid's Tale* yesterday, actually. No shit. Well, um, I listened to it because they put okay, it, they acted it out uh, on a podcast. Oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah, that, that is, uh, the book by, um, Margaret Atwood, uh, not the, the Hulu series, the very popular right, right, Hulu right. series, which takes that story and, and gets into sort of more detail and, and goes on and on for, for mm. multiple seasons. So I don't know how that ends, uh, or what happens to our protagonist. Yeah. Uh, the book kind of cuts off in an ambiguous way right. uh, at the
1: end. And we had watched, I think the first season of Handmaid's Tale and didn't really, I think we ended Hulu after we ended that. Hulu. Yeah. Hulu. It was a good
0: series, though. Uh, Elizabeth Moss, very good.
1: Hulu you ended.
0: Uh, I did think it was kind of interesting that the wives were all young women of childbearing age, whereas mm-hmm. in the book you really do get the sense that these might be postmenopausal. Uh,
1: I had the sense from the book that almost all the uh, elite class were all... Older people,
0: old yeah. people, and uh, also there is a fertility crisis occurring in this book uh, right. due to some chemical exposure uh, that had occurred
1: at some point, mm-hmm. um, which is why there's there's also like a a, a toxic wasteland, right? Uh, which you can also be exiled to. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which they also get into that. So she did write a follow up to that book um, a handful of years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, pick pick that one up too, and it was also a good read uh it's it's a continuation of that storyline and i guess kind of a conclusion of a of that universe you know um, yeah
0: i mean this book was written in what 1979
1: something I was, like that yeah i knew it was letter letter 70s but i'm not sure exactly
0: so i imagine that margaret atwood was uh inspired by um what would have happened in the 70s hmm. afghanistan the taliban <laughs>
1: I mean, a lot happened in the South. Yeah. 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 Um, Uh, There's... um,
0: Would have been inspired by some theocratic uh, situations.
1: I think that there were other countries, too, over there. Like, uh, I think it was Iraq or Iran, Mm -hmm. Iran maybe, that was actually kind of flourishing and becoming pretty democratic, but then there was a sudden turnaround, Mm -hmm. uh, and that's how it's been for some decades now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I wish I had more facts on that, but...
0: There's... And it it so it happens, you know, very quickly uh, for people that aren't sort of paying attention, um, where one day um, every bank account with an F on it is automatically closed. Uh, You don't have access to your money. Um, The uh, every every uh, female gets fired uh, from her from her job. Mm -hmm. Uh, Our protagonist friend says, well, they had to do it that way. Can you imagine the airports? You know, people trying to people trying to escape. They had to make it a coup. And, um, yeah, people get sort of divided into into classes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our protagonist becomes a, a sort of reproductive... Um, the,
1: chattel. Oh,
0: chattel, yeah. Yeah. There was one of those... I think one of the moments of the book that really stands out to me was that they had some um, Japanese tourists that were taking pictures of the women and, um, you know, wearing their sort of hoods, their bonnets and cloaks yeah, or whatever, yeah. and... You know, they were they were like, oh, he's, he wants to know, um, are you guys happy? And they're like, yes, we're very happy. You know, mm-hmm. like, because what else can you – Right. What else can you say? Um, and it, this would have been – it's hard to make a TV show out of this book because so much of what's going on is going on in the protagonist's mind because she's silent. She has to be silent. Mm-hmm. And you can't really have that, like, inner dialogue voiceover constantly going. Right, in, right. Um,
1: you have to have more back and forth dialogue yeah. for the show, yeah.
0: But I still think they did a good job. Yeah, and Elizabeth Moss is good at you know those micro expressions. That she, yeah, she's no, great. she's
1: stellar. She's great.
0: And then uh, I guess we uh, we were going to talk about the um, fallout from Hurricane Ida.
1: Mm-hmm. Well,
0: <laughs> and the flooding that occurred, uh, and of course there are still there's still almost a million people without power uh, right. in Louisiana as well.
1: So. I guess let me open up there. Um, something that I actually came across just this morning. Uh, and this will sound familiar uh, to you if you live in Texas and you've uh, had these conversations about ERCOT, our power provider. Um, there, is a, there is a company at um, Entertech. Entergy.
0: Entergy? Entergy. Go fuck yourself. I
1: know. So, um, yeah, back in 1986, uh, this company, guy was hired to investigate why uh entergy couldn't keep lights on while everybody was paying a whole shitload of money and over the last 35 years not really much has changed uh for a, a while there there was some laws uh that started regulating wholesale power which is one of the things i guess the city of new orleans is buying their power wholesale and paying extreme rates for it um but then there were some regulations about wholesale rates, but then George Bush got in the office in 2001 and undid all of that, oh. which is now why they're able to kind of keep doing this. And when Katrina hit way back when, uh, a lot of people lost power. They lost a lot of infrastructure and everything. And Entergy immediately declared bankruptcy, which actually kind of absolved them from <laughs> liability. Oh. And... They were able to kind of just skirt needing to be responsible for rebuilding efforts necessarily because they declared bankruptcy. Funnily enough, that same year, they had a 24% increase in revenue, and they said that this was due to weather. So essentially what happened is that they just shut everything down, kept charging people money, and didn't pay you know, for uh, the repairs to the grid and the system. That happened after Katrina, and it looks like that's what they're doing again. Uh, they lost around, I don't know, fucking 1,000 miles or something of uh, actual uh, lines, 2,000 miles of high-voltage lines. Oh, wow. Yeah, just recently in this storm. Um, so I guess earlier, like last year uh, or earlier this year, they were pitching this idea of making it gas-powered uh electric station basically for such an occurrence to where they wouldn't if you know if they were hit by a storm or something they would have this like backup thing but that doesn't help whenever you lose all of your actual two thousand fucking miles worth of high voltage line you you've got all this electricity and you can't supply it to where it needs to go funnily enough whenever they were proposing that and they had like a, a pitch before the city council uh there was a lot of people who were getting up and saying how great energy is and they're really wanting to see this those were all paid actors (laughs) like this is this is one of those really horrible companies right um they're just spending money left and right just to have this monopolized grip on uh the grid over there um so yeah they went ahead and got that approved uh and like i say they lost all their power lines so it's absolutely pointless Louisiana, New Orleans specifically, uh, is still only at at about 50% of uh, the grid or like even less
0: in that sweltering Mm -hmm. heat and dangerous humidity
1: and flooding probably still. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So
0: fortunately the levees held this time around, this was not another Katrina event. Right, A lot of money went into rebuilding the, uh, infrastructure to, uh, keep the waters out. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's a silver lining here. Yeah.
1: Well, the last note on them is that, uh, recently with this, because they've created all this electricity and now have lost their lines, uh, they turned around and they, they exported all of that and they sold it to some other States and they've made a shitload of money. Meanwhile, the area they're responsible for has no electricity. Disgusting. Yeah. So sorry, Louisiana, that you guys are at the whim of this horrible, horrible fucking company, uh, Answer G, you suck ass. Also, that's a really bad name for a company. Um, and moving on from there, uh, I don't have a whole lot of information, but we do know that the storm in, did end up uh, hitting New York City.
0: Manhattan was pretty much underwater. I saw some videos yeah. that were like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. People evacuating subways uh, in flooded uh, tunnels, like on foot in the dark. Right. Um,
1: a lot of, uh, the, the conversation has really come around a lot of the, uh, converted apartments where people are living in basement apartments uh-huh. that weren't really meant to be apartments. People weren't, they weren't supposed to be residences uh-huh. and those are all over Manhattan. And that's how around, you know, a dozen people, uh, died, uh, because of the flooding in, in their apartments.
0: I've had dreams where I'm trapped in a basement apartment while water is flooding through. I, no, I think that's a nightmare. That it's a reoccurring nightmare that I've had.
1: Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So uh, for, for anybody that's thinking, and this is stupid for me to say, cause I'm sure I know who our listeners are, but uh, yeah, let's just call it what it is. This is very clearly climate change. Like fucking undeniable for a hurricane to go a fucking thousand miles over land and wreck, absolutely wreck two cities.
0: I mean, it's not like obviously it's it's the Atlantic coast. Um, they have had hurricanes, they have had flooding in the past. Yeah. But the what the flash flooding warning for that area that the National Weather Service issued is the first of its kind. It's never happened before. Right. Um, for for the, the levels of flooding that we saw yeah um yeah there's been a lot of um extremely unusual uh weather events this you know just this year
1: just this year not not yet not to mention the last year the past couple um
0: the wildfire season is worse than ever hurricane mm -hmm. season is worse than ever yeah Um, we've got fucking snowstorms here in texas the 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 texas freeze uh, going down yeah. Uh, uh nearly collapsing coming within uh, apparently seconds or minutes of of yeah. collapsing in its entirety i think they said a minute and a half
1: oh my god yeah yeah and if that would have happened we would probably just now be getting our power back because it would have it yeah. taken months to put it back together yeah so uh there's all of that look we're we're sorry uh <laughs> to everybody in in uh louisiana and new york and and everywhere else up in portland with the wildfires uh You know we really wish there was something i don't know that we could do about it
0: we've done all we can
1: done all we can (laughs) weather channel that's a really weather channel it's on you now this is a
0: bullshit fatalistic slogan
1: (laughs) and i am so sorry but so here for it (laughs) okay good we'll see we'll see what kind of traction that one actually has Hey, everybody, this is Joe with a really quick station break for you. I just wanted to take a moment to say thanks for listening to our show, and thanks for listening to KBSR, Black Sparrow Digital Radio. You know how we do it here. Black Sparrow is independently ran and listener-supported, so you can go be part of our Patreon community if you like what you see in here, here and there. And, uh, yeah, go search for Black Sparrow Radio on Patreon, or you can go to blacksparrowmusicparlor.com. There's a link there, and then there's also the radio streaming 24/7. There's the calendar or the schedule that'll show you when, that'll show you who's on and when they're on, and all that good stuff. And uh, it'll probably give you a link to all the live events at the Black Sparrow venue, which is up and operating here in Taylor, Texas. Yeah, go do all that stuff. Also, go check out our Instagrams, Radio TX, and uh, hit us up with an email at weirdtryingshow@gmail.com, at gmail.com, you fucking cowards. Uh, also, just uh, in case I forget, I just always want to give thanks to our man Trevor Wren, who just celebrated a birthday of the Mental State Fair uh, for use that theme song, Dying in Texas, and Alex from the Spectro Static. Thanks so much, you guys, for giving us your music. All right, well, that's all I really need to say right now. Let's get back to the show. Uh, I had a couple other little things that I don't really, it's not much. I guess my main thing is uh, there's a new piece of hacking hardware, which is like a USB, like a data cable that has stuff built into it to monitor and, and cache kind of anything that goes through it. Uh, yeah, man, technological innovations getting wild out there. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's been, I don't know. There's been a lot of tech news and about, uh, Google and Chrome, uh, having a whole lot of vulnerabilities and fucking a whole lot of people over. And meanwhile, they're pushing their new versions of Chrome and their new appliances and everything. So Google is, uh, definitely gone on the move fast break things model mm. and they're leaving a lot of people kind of like fucked over and not acknowledging it i think right now
0: i don't trust the internet of things True, i don't need a smart fridge i don't need a smart toaster i don't smart need... watch um i also think it's creepy when people put cameras in their homes
1: honestly we got a we got a camera that hooks, hooks up to the playstation with this vr and i'm a gonna take a bandana or something to just have draped over it when we're not using it, creeps it me you know out. yeah it creeps me out. i don't like it and it's not like we're doing a lot of loot stuff in the living room but i don't really want to have people watching me eating fucking shells and cheese yeah staring at the fucking tv you know
0: and i don't really want our conversations eavesdropped even even by ai that just wants to sell us stuff sure i don't care for it
1: nobody wants that well,
0: Wait, I had one more fun story. Did okay. you hear about the... This is an old story. I didn't do it last week. The kid from the Nevermind album...
1: Is suing.
0: Is suing. Yeah, I did Nirvana. Hear about this. Yeah. Uh, Well, it's not just that he's suing, which I kind of feel bad for him. Apparently, this was a big claim to fame for him. Mm. And um, it's, it's, it, do, it doesn't seem to be something... It seems to be something that he's tried to utilize for his own benefit in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it does make me sad that his lawsuit alleges that that is child pornography. Um, that that his image taken without his permission is child pornography that was then spread, you know, uh, around the world. That's a depressing argument to make.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Not one that I would, uh, want to make if I was in his situation. Um, but he, uh, but, but, um, but nevertheless, it's a fun story because um, he's still a baby chasing that chasing that dollar bill. <laughs> um, it's like a self fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, right. So <laughs> <laughs> that's we, all I got on that.
1: Yeah, come full circle on that one. Well, anywho, um, I uh, I'm going to take a little bit more time and kind of drill down on some of those future hacks that we've talked about before. Um, I got some ideas on.
0: Wait, should we future hack sting? <music>
1: Uh, I I want to at some point, maybe not today, uh, talk a little bit more in depth about things like, you know, how to make soap and disinfectant and uh, practical things and then how to kind of turn yourself into a compass and navigate. Those are kind of good things to know. Um, But I think for right now, we're just going to have a little bit of fun with some like a thought experiment. Um, What's what's it going to look like once uh, humans are all the way gone? Uh, what's uh, gonna come up and and take the take our place? What is the world gonna look like and be filled with?
0: Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, we were having this conversation last night over wine uh, with. Well, I was drinking wine. I think I drank the whole bottle, but with a couple of friends.
1: We well, we were talking about uh, dogs, uh, domesticated dogs, kind of turning into packs of wild dogs, uh, and with that one, he was talking about. You know, the the dog thing did happen, but they were also, there were, there was more wildlife coming in with, I guess, you know, like wolves and, I don't know, fucking elk or something that started coming in and they started kind of overlapping. Uh,
0: He's talking about Pripyat, I think. There we go. Um, Yeah, he's talking about Pripyat and how uh, quickly, you know, um, nature took back over. And Mm -hmm. one of the first things you saw, um, too, was that with with those gangs, because people had to abandon their pets. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and this is something that I have seen, um, in an urban environment, uh, in Detroit, um, uh, back when I lived there, you could sometimes see, um, gangs of dogs, mm-hmm. uh, they stick together. Yeah. Uh, they form a pack, uh, when these, uh, uh, the dogs have been abandoned and they have to forage for themselves. Um, you're always going to see usually one larger dog kind of heading up the pack, yeah. um, and some smaller dogs trailing behind, sticking with the big ones, taking those scraps,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember even hearing a story about there was a there was a guy there that was a rapper and did a song or made a statement about, you know, like about dogs and uh, wanting to try to rescue some of the dogs that he was seeing on the streets of Detroit and he got more involved with it the problem kind of kept growing this was a decade or so ago whenever there was still quite a bit of an exodus going on and um yeah it ended up taking over and he kind of dropped his whole like rapping thing and he started up a non and then that that became his full-time gig is actually rescuing dogs off the street trying to get them homed you know and everything else uh nice yeah it was quite the I got a
0: couple old well old friends uh back there people that i've totally fallen out of touch with uh, that have uh, dog rescues um one of them was uh, specifically a pit bull rescue
1: right right i think that uh when it comes to north america here where we are what we would probably expect is to basically it's going to come down to uh boars wild pigs and uh probably wolves mm-hmm. there'll be a lot of uh you know domesticated dogs that get out and just start kind of like interbreeding and who knows what they'll end up looking like maybe they'll kind of revert to something a little bit more uniform uh it'll take time
0: yeah these domesticated but, uh, animals have become accustomed to civiliz- civilization mm-hmm. and they may uh develop an interest in creating their own after yeah. we're gone um after well, maybe they have time to evolve a little bit uh yeah. I think the only thing that's saving us from the hogs because the hogs are very intelligent as we know mm-hmm. uh is that um yeah they don't have digits so they're not really able to manipulate things yeah
1: they they can't can't walk on two legs and they can't manipulate tools uh but Very easily, anyway.
0: Next week, when we do our Future Dystopia mm-hmm. uh, spec- Specfic e- episode, uh, we probably are going to be talking about Orcs and Crake.
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh,
0: which, you know, that is a situation. Another great
1: Margaret Atwood book.
0: Yes, where we have the um, Pagoons,
1: mm-hmm.
0: is what they're called. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, like a like a pig-baboon hybrid that are extremely intelligent, represent represent a threat uh, to our protagonist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in the future times.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a fun one. There's plenty to dig in when we get into that. Um, but I, I still think that uh, boars and wild pigs are, are going to really kind of like take over North America They're for sure. Day. And I think it's going to be mainly them versus probably, probably wolves for, and, and, you know, and, and wild dogs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for, for territory. For sure. That's what that's going to look like. Uh, um, I'm curious as to, what, what do you think uh, will happen to the insect population with the absence of humans? Surely some insects will maybe have a dip because they won't be able to kind of live off of uh, human waste. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but then others might flourish. And I don't really, I don't know. What do you think?
0: I mean, I hate German roaches. And uh, I'd like to think that if we could... If we could get rid of them, you know, all we have to do is eradicate humanity. Then, you know, it's probably a fair trade. It's <laughs>
1: probably worth it.
0: Um, now, in the insect world, we don't see a lot of, you know, human intelligence. So, um, you know, I think I think they're going to be just just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the smartest spiders uh, I'm told are the tiny little jumpers. Um, apparently, they have. Some of the highest intellect uh, in the arachnid kingdom, and then you, there's examples of uh, collective intelligence. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, with with uh, you, social animals that live in hives, and I think ants are some of the most fascinating ones to look at. They are capable of creating all this infrastructure they yeah. um they, you know each each member has a role um it's a very well organized society and um, they all work together to achieve their goals mm-hmm. i think it's kind of beautiful to see
1: i think it's great to imagine that yeah the the surface world is uh, all these uh mammals and like these kind of like uh, megafauna i guess mm-hmm. battling with each other but then there's a subterranean world and uh yeah, if you if you start battling and you're too close to an ant hive, then everybody loses because the ants come out and fucking swarms and just devour everything. Mm-hmm. As yeah. we
0: know, there are ants that ke- uh, agriculturalists, uh, animal husbandry, right. um, because they are keeping aphids um, in order to harvest the honeydew from the aphids. Uh, aphids, they are protecting them from predators. They mm-hmm. are feeding them um, and uh, and hurting them. Yeah. Um, so that's that's interesting um i would like to see the next intelligent life after we're gone rise up from the insect kingdom i really would
1: that would be interesting yeah well i mean so that's kind of another question there is uh what of the monkeys
0: what of the monkeys do
1: do you think that hominids would rise again
0: Mm, mm. yeah interesting Yeah, I mean, the harder you struggle to define what sets humans apart from the animal kingdom, Mm -hmm. it's sort of something you have to keep amending. Right. Um, They care for their young, as we do. They are empathetic uh, to one another and to uh, non simian animals. Um, The capacity to uh, be creative, the capacity to make tools,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. uh, a sense of humor. We have seen them express... um, Uh, you know comedic response sure Um, they laugh in their way Um, what what does set humans apart from the rest of the animal kingdom you know it's what makes us unique
1: it's hard to say i think that it is just basically a uh i don't want this to sound too shitty but i feel it's it's just kind of like a supercharged amount of biological power like insofar as when when it comes to the question of would hominids rise again i would kind of say maybe not because you know, we didn't just suddenly pop out as humans. There was a very long process, very long process, and there were a lot of different hominid uh, species out there. Your uh, Neanderthals, your Denisovans, your uh, all the other ones.
0: Well, just the you fact know, that so many, um
1: I think that basically
0: different uh, hominids arose independent, evolved independently of each other, seems to indicate that it would happen again.
1: But I have to wonder if uh, that's essentially, like, we are what became of that line. Mm-hmm. And uh, many of them died out, and then you have us. We killed them. And so, yeah, like, we, we have our closest relatives, uh, the chimps and everything, but I don't know that it would be likely that they would rise up and follow in our footsteps, just because they're kind of closely related to us. Mm-hmm. I, think that, I think that our line of hominids, this is what we were going to do, and we did it, and we're about to be done with it and the other the other lines out there i don't know that they would necessarily have that same kind of drive and an opportunity uh to do what we've done with creating large-scale societies you know yeah,
0: who knows who knows yeah although you know probably put planet of the apes on our uh, uh future fic uh, it's, uh, as well we can talk about that yeah
1: it's i didn't have that one on my list that's a good idea
0: now another place uh especially if the oceans get larger and we're doing right. incredible damage to them right now
1: yeah
0: um you know big extinction level events the coral reef and all that um you know putting putting things in the water that disrupt uh and you you had talked about uh, changing weather patterns possibly having an effect right. on the gulf stream as well but um it does look like there's going to be more ocean than there used to be <laughs> um, moving forward. So I like Yay. I like the idea <laughs> that um, the next intelligent life will rise from the oceans.
1: Yeah, I like that.
0: We already have some incredibly intelligent species uh, living in the oceans. obviously, the dolphin family,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, dolphins, orcas. Uh,
1: Not to mention uh, all your octopodes there, and, and, and your your squids and yes, cuttlefish and
0: they say that octopus might be, um, you know, could possibly be uh, the most intelligent species on the planet.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: I haven't seen that documentary, My Octopus Teacher. I hear it's great, right? But um, apparently they have more neurons that by far, I guess, than than anything else we've studied, and that includes ourselves. Wow. And, um, uh... Now, how they use those neurons, and here's the thing about octopus, too: they have very short lifespans; they only live a few years.
1: Oh, didn't know uh, which
0: is odd for a, a very a highly intelligent species like that. Unlike our friends, the the tortoises and sea turtles that can live to be hundreds of years old.
1: Or yeah, like uh, some of those big whales. Can yeah, be very long lived.
0: Yes, and sharks, I think, too, are yeah. long lived. They can live to be over a hundred, right? Fuck. Um, and God knows what else is down there. Right? Right. In the trench, in the Mariana Trench. <laughs> Who the fuck knows?
1: I love it, man. It's terrifying. Uh, Some but- people are terrified of the vacuum of space. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't scare me the way that the fucking, the the unknown deep. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. The abyss. Yeah. Have you seen it? Oh, yeah. Oh, so good. I mean, I haven't seen it since I was a kid, but yeah. <clears throat>
0: um. Yeah, what, what uh, cephalopods do with all of their neurons, we don't fully like know or understand, but they seem to put a lot of them into the manipulation of their multiple uh, appendages. Yeah. Um, which, it, it takes a lot of brain power to be able to independently move all of these appendages to, to accomplish your goals. Right. Not to mention the fact that they also have camo abilities.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, they... Have predator-like abilities to uh, uh, match their surroundings, and that's probably got to take a lot of neurons as well. Right. Um, So that seems to be primarily what they're doing. Um, I don't know if we can see the rise of cephalopods um, as the next intelligent life until we go ahead and get that lifespan longer, because they're going to have to accomplish more. If their lifespan was uh, closer to a, a human, like fifty years, who knows what yeah. they would be able to accomplish as far as underwater civilization.
1: Once you start having uh, more yeah. generational knowledge, and mm-hmm. and you have the have the potential for generations sharing time and, yeah. and knowledge and experience mm-hmm. together, that's when you can really kind of advance and go places. Yeah, yeah, it's rough sure. to do if you only got a you only got a few years.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, and he- and we talked about this a little bit last night too within a generation or two um civilization could collapse because humans are not born with any of this innate knowledge that so many other species have it is all learned we're born with the ability to essentially suckle uh, (laughs) to poop and suckle and that's about all we know how to do yeah i mean with our big brains it's possible that without being taught Let's say Blue Lagoon style situation. Oh boy! Uh, You know we're gonna figure out tool making. uh, We're gonna figure out how to obtain food, creative ways to obtain food, and we're gonna figure out love. How to love? How to love? Yeah. And how to make love? Um, Those are things that we're gonna probably fucking figure out. Sure. Uh, But but all of this, all of this uh, society Mm -hmm. and culture. that's that's that could all be gone within the blink of an eye, yeah. um, if it's not preserved and passed down to future generations.
1: Yeah, yeah. For as uh, for as high minded as we are, we're actually pretty helpless and, and rely on our numbers uh, and and our long running kind of generational uh, interactions mm-hmm. in order to keep us who we are. Uh, yeah,
2: no, unlike, no man is an
1: island, issues. and if a man is an island, he's He's in a Blue Lagoon scenario, <laughs> I guess, is how that works.
0: And I, for one, don't understand how any of this technology
1: works. Yeah, this fucking microphone in front of me. Nope. There's there's copper wires.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: The internet? What? I don't yeah, know. I don't it's know. a series of tubes, I guess. Yeah, I guess. If you were to transport me 500 years back in time, I would not be... Uh, of use mm-hmm. to anyone back then i would probably uh the extent of of how helpful i could be would be like germs it's real yeah they're tiny they're invisible um soap let's do it guys soap uh, is important that's about all i got
1: god is fake uh god that would have helped so much if oh, somebody god. could go back and just be like hey guys god's god's not real we can go ahead and drop that one <laughs> <laughs> renaissance would have been a lot different yeah <laughs> Um, Well, I think that's about uh, all we got to say for this week. Uh, It's time to hop on over to the cutting station and uh, chop up this show and get it ready to go.
0: Um, Not our best work. Sorry, guys.
1: I feel like it's okay.
0: We did our best. But, uh, yeah,
1: I'll I'll say sorry for for whatever that's worth. (laughs) If you're mad after listening to this for not getting what you wanted out of it, uh, amen. Sorry.
0: Hey, but tune in next week when we're going to (laughs) do...
1: (laughs) Are <laughs> highly anticipated speculative <laughs> fiction s- free for all super super sode.
0: So, um, hit us up at and uh, Joe forgot to say this, but uh, the opinions uh, expressed <laughs> by us here at um, Radio Gripe are not the opinions of Black Sparrow Network. Uh, thank you for hosting us, uh, Black Sparrow Network. Don't 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 re- don't email them about us, yeah. email us. Uh, you can reach us at we're trying show at gmail.com. We also have an Instagram. Um, let us know, uh, what future dystopic works you want us to discuss in our, uh, upcoming episode.
1: Yeah. Uh, thanks also to Trevor and the mental state fair for use of the song, uh, dying in Texas. And thanks to Alex Squarebo of spectrostatic for a lot of the things that you'll hear here and there. And, uh, thanks to you, the listener for being here with us. We'll go ahead and let it end at that. I want to say it this time. Stay fresh. cheese bags. <laughs>